I just want to say that um, it is quite an, an humbling task to, to talk about the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. And I do want to just trust the Lord that as we discuss this this morning, that it will not just be another replica of what you are so aware of. And most of you know the story very, very well. So I'm not trying to tell you something that you've never heard of before. But what I will try in complete dependence upon the Spirit of God is to let Him stir something new this morning about the beautiful reality of His death and resurrection. And so all over the world today, people are celebrating, have been. See, that's kind of you, Caroline. That's cool. Um, I'm going to eat mine now. Is that okay? No, I won't. I'll just have it. If I see somebody fall asleep, I'll chuck it, and you're not allowed to have it when I've hit you. <laughs> um, the thing is, all over the world, people are celebrating Easter, and sometimes it has become, for many, just a ritual. Like, I know the story, and I just go through it. And hence, when I was preparing this morning, or for this morning, this, this, this term, just those two words came up in my spirit, and it's what we will have on the, on the screen, and it's called one day. Just one day. And I want to talk about one day. And there are various things that we think about when we think about these two words, one day. There's a past tense to us, to this, and there's a present tense, obviously, also today in a sense, but very much a future tense. Now, I want to talk about the past and the present. And many of you would have a one day that you can remember, isn't it? And uh, some of you had nothing to do with that day. And most of us had nothing to do with our birthday. Amen? You didn't determine which day that was. None of you did. God did. Parents were involved, but God knew exactly. So that one day that you celebrate every year is something that just came about. Then there's other one days that we celebrate and that we think about. Maybe the day when you finish school, and those of you that are still in the process of finishing school, that one day is a future tense reference still, isn't it? But many of us have a past day or past tense reference to one day when we realize, when we remember, yeah, it was in whatever, 1980 or 1990, some of you 1970s, and I won't go even lower than that because that's going to give your age away if you finish school or or graduated in the 60s or the 70s or whenever it was. We have those one days. We have also a special one day when, when some of you got married. And some of you forgotten about that one day. And many of you forgotten the date, which is the same on you. You've got to be reminded again that there is that special day. Some of you have got a one day when, when your children were born. And you're like, man, I'll never forget that day. It was an incredibly special moment many of you have a one day when you started a new job when you moved into a new location when we remember the one day when we moved from south africa i'll never forget the 8th of january 2010 it was an incredible day <laughs> believe me we we trekked through botswana and moved up here it's an incredible momentous day and then there's for many of you the most significant one day of your past would be the day that you recognize Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. 
There's, no more, there's not a more important day of the past than the day when we surrendered our lives to Christ. And maybe many of us still looking for that one day when we indeed would bow the knee before him. Some of you are looking for the one day when you could finish school, when you could graduate. Some of you are looking for the one day when you will get married, isn't it? 19th of August is not too far for some of us here in this meeting. It's going to be a one day for the couple there at the back to get married. And others of you are looking, oh God, I'm waiting for that one day when I could enjoy marriage. And by the way, that does not define us, marriage or a wedding day. The most important day, as I said, is the one where Christ came into our lives. And so we could ask each other what, what currently are the one days that you so appreciate of your past and that actually you're still looking forward to into the future. And many stories could come out if I, had, if I had the privilege of going around and asking you, tell me about your one day, not of the past, but of the present that you're trusting the Lord for. What is the one day thing that you looking out for and that you're hoping for we samin and i are, are, are looking out for the one day which is not too far from here where we will be able to see our grandson again we haven't seen him in uh it's now probably 14 15 months and the first thing that we couldn't see him was from birth to 17 now it's another 16 and it seems we'll be able to see him hopefully in june when we go and visit in canada and so I'm looking forward to that one day. I've got other one days as well. And may I share with you just some of them that are burning in my heart. That I'm like, one day, God, I'd love to sit and just enjoy the beauty of, of each of my children. We've got one more to get married. I'd love to see them all have grandchildren that serve you. That'll be a great one day for me. To see them passionately loving Jesus. And continuing to transfer that into their own children. For the church, I have many one days. The church here and the church in the falls. I have a one day that I'm longing to see God do such a work amongst us that we will live with an absolute hunger for Him every day of our lives that nothing will be too much to ask when we obey Him. That's a one day for me. I'd love to see this church and, and in the falls also being so incredibly involved in, in becoming base churches where we can reach into this nation and the nations and see lives change, see leaders develop and see other churches planted. That's a great one day for me to live for. I'd love to see the one day when we can go onto the property and not just go and pray for what God wants to do there, but to see it actually happen. That's a big one day for me. But you know, when you look at the Bible, there are so many significant one days that took place. And, and our one days that we have had and, and, and are hoping for are not inferior to that, but it's incredibly important to notice how God had done things on certain days. There's a story of a man called Abraham. How many of you know about Abraham? Abe. Abraham was just out there walking about doing his thing and the voice from heaven spoke and God on one day turned his life around and gave him a promise that out of him 
and out of his seed a nation will be birthed. One day that happened. One day a man was just out there in obscurity and he was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law. He was actually in hiding because he had killed somebody and he had run away. And one day God spoke to him and said, I want you to go back to my people, your people, and lead them out of slavery. One day that took place for Moses. One day a little shepherd boy was overlooked by his father. And the other sons were gathered to be part of a selection of where the latest king or the new king can be chosen from. And David was out in the shepherd field. And one day, he was called from there. And God spoke to Samuel and said, this is the boy that I've called to be king and he would become one of the greatest kings that Israel ever had. And so much so that God called him a man after my own heart. One day that happened. One day 12 guys were just roaming around, minding their own business. And this man stepped into their world. And he invited them. He said, come, come join me. I want to impart something to you that as you receive it and you respond to it, it's going to actually change the whole world. We have many such one day moments. We actually, when we sang this last song, we sang about four one days. Did you notice that? The first one day that we sang about, and it's up here, it's, it refers to the following. Can we go there? It's, it speaks about one day when heaven was filled with these praises. One day when sin was as black as could be, Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin. So that one day, it was something that was established in heaven. That because of sin, the Father said, it is not good. It's not good for man to be separated from me. You see, we, we often just think about the birth and but we don't think about everything around the birth that even when God created the earth he knew at that moment that what he was doing he was setting his son up to be killed he knew that and so one day when heaven was filled with these praises Sin came into the world through what Adam and Eve did. But in that moment, God had already knew that one day Jesus would come and be born from a virgin. And that one day set up the next one day, which is the next slide, which talks about the, the next one day that we sang about. Let's go there. It says, one day they led him up Calvary's mountain after his birth. And, and you know the story. I'm not going to go through it all with you. They led him up Calvary's mountain. One day they nailed him to die on a tree, suffering anguish, despised and rejected, bearing our sins. He did it for you and me. It's very clear what this one day talks about. We've got to stop and appreciate this beautiful reality of one day 
in one day what God did. And that one day Jesus chose to die. And that day was followed also by this incredible reference. I love this song. When I, when I saw it, it just so spoke to me. It says the next one day is referred to in the next slide. It says one day the grave could conceal him no longer because Jesus was now dead after Calvary. And one day the stone rolled away from the door. Then he arose over death that he had conquered and now ascended my Lord evermore. One day this would happen. This is what took place. One day he was born. One day he went up to Calvary and got killed. But one day death could not hold him. And he rose again. And a beautiful thing happened. And this is what we find. If you read, and I want to encourage you. Go do yourself a favor today. Go read Matthew 26 to 28 and Luke 22 to 23. It's kind of like six chapters. Luke, or Matthew 26, 27 and 28. And read Luke 22, 24, 22 and 23. Just those two chapters. The three from Matthew and the two from Luke. And, and I want to just summarize the story for you from, even from John, there's some beautiful things to read. But this is what happened. Jesus came with his disciples to a garden called Gethsemane, where he prayed to God. He says, Father, if it is possible, Take the suffering away from me, but only if it is part of your plan. While Jesus prayed, the disciples fell asleep. And eventually Jesus said, get up. It's almost time. Suddenly, Judas arrived with a large crowd and kissed Jesus so that the crowd would know who Jesus was. The crowd grabbed Jesus and arrested him. Peter tried to stop the men. But Jesus told him not to. Most of Jesus' followers ran away, but Peter stayed nearby. And three times people asked him, if he was a follower of, of this man called Jesus, no, no. I'm not, Peter would say to each of these claims. In the meantime, Jesus was led to a high priest and, and the priest asked Jesus, are you the Messiah, the Son of God? Jesus replied, you say that I am. The high priest said, you see, he has indeed spoken against God. He deserves to die. The religious leaders did not want to believe Jesus was God's son. And so when the morning came, they led Jesus to Pilate, the governor. Are you the king of the Jews? Pilate would ask. You have said so, Jesus replied. What should I do with Jesus? Pilate asked the crowd. Crucify him, they shouted. The governor's soldiers put a scarlet robe on Jesus. They made him a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And then they mocked him, callously beat him, and led him away to be killed. 
The soldiers nailed Jesus to a cross. And they put a sign above his head that said, this is Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. Two criminals were crucified next to him. One cried to Jesus for mercy and instantly received it. Darkness then covered the land when Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And again Jesus shouted and then proclaimed, It is finished. And then died. Suddenly, the curtain in the temple sanctuary split in two from top to bottom and there was an earthquake. One of the men guarding Jesus' body said at that moment, as he started praising God, he said, truly, this man was innocent. Jesus was taken to be buried in a tomb and a large stone was rolled in front of it so that no one could remove his body. On the third day, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb and suddenly there was another earthquake when an angel of the Lord rolled back the stone and then sat on it. The guards were so afraid that they became like dead men. The angel spoke to the woman who had arrived at the tomb and said, don't be afraid. Jesus is not here, for he has been resurrected just like he said he would. The woman ran to tell the disciples the good news. And just then, Jesus met them. Good morning, he said. The woman, upon recognizing him, instinctively grabbed his feet and worshipped him. Don't be afraid, Jesus told them. Go tell my disciples to meet me in Galilee. They will see me there. Jesus appeared to them to prove that he indeed was alive again. For you see, the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus is the very center of the gospel. The very days that have become those days that define all other days in our lives. We all deserve to die. None of us deserve to be alive. But that one day when Jesus chose to die, that one day when God raised him from the dead, gave life, and brought life to you and me. One day defines every other day. And so in celebrating who Jesus is, I approached Miles. I said, Miles, there's so many beautiful songs out there that have been written that, that just beautifully sums up 
this story, this incredible narrative, this one day multiplied in his birth, his death, his resurrection, and eventually his return. I said, Miles, come on, write us a song about this. So I want you to just listen. And I, I want to honor them. And, and I want to say that we're going to have more of this. Not and to perform, but to celebrate who Jesus is. And there's these gifts among us that we need to, as the Bible says, we need to stir one another towards it. And so, Miles, won't you guys go ahead and just sing us this song, please.
when he died, I was on his mind at Let's um, just appreciate just um, the, them and the song. Appreciate it, guys. Bless you. Let's give them a hand again. Please. And uh, as, we, as we come to this final day, that's also part of, of that song that we sang earlier on. It says, one day the trumpet will sound for His coming. One day the skies with His glories will shine. Wonderful day, my beloved, one bringing, my Savior, Jesus, is mine. And so we have the one days of the past, beautiful song written. And we have the reference to the future, that one day Jesus will come back again. And we're preparing ourselves for that. And so we do not live just these obscure lives with, no hope. We have a hope because we have one day that he came and he did all that we are celebrating today. And so I want to ask you just a, a question as we conclude this morning. Just simply, which one day defines who you are today? Which one day defines who you are today? Is it the day of your failure? On the mistakes that you've made? Because many of us have that one day. Remember that one day when I did this, and when I shouldn't have gone there, and I shouldn't have done what I did that day. That led to many other days. Are you defined by one day where you made mistakes? Where you did what you shouldn't have done? Are you defined by the one day where you were successful? I remember the one day when I accomplished this. When I managed to do whatever it is that you did, I want to say to you, we cannot be defined and ruled by one wrong day. Because each one of us have a wrong day. And each one of us will probably still have days where things go wrong, isn't it? We cannot be defined by that one day. The day that should define you is the days that we're talking about what Jesus did for you and me. That is what should define us. I cannot be defined by any other day, whether a good day or a bad day. The best day in our lives is the day when we accepted Christ into our lives. And, and if there are some of you this morning that are here that have not experienced that yet in your life, we want to help you to make that part of your testimony. That one day you surrendered your life to Christ. The sad thing though is that often one day becomes something we just keep on postponing. Isn't it often that we say, one day I'll do that. When are you going to learn this? Oh, one day. When are you going to address this, this situation? One day. And one day becomes something that is just being 
postponed, and it never becomes a reality. And so my question again would be for you this morning is, is there a one day that you have been postponing for long? Maybe practically it will mean I need to approach someone. I've been postponing that day when I should have gone and said I'm sorry. But maybe today is that day. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe this week will become that day when you, said, you say to yourself, that's it. I'm not going to keep on postponing, ignoring what I know I need to do. Maybe one day will be something that you realize I need to stop, but only not just stop, but I need to start with something new that I should have done a long time ago. Maybe change an attitude. Maybe change your ways. Maybe this, today, the days ahead could become that one day for you. Many times we see this happen in the Bible. That people on one particular day decided thus far and no longer. And it's not just accepting Christ. It is deciding between Deuteronomy 30 verse 19 actually gives us this beautiful option. It says, choose you today between life or death, between blessing and cursing. And so I don't want to force anything on you. I just want to challenge you to recognize that maybe your one day today may involve things that you need to address, that I need to address and say, God, for too long I've been postponing what I know I should have done. Maybe it's an, an idea that you've been walking around with. It's like, I, I want to start something new over here. Maybe it's a business venture that you feel God has stirring you to do. Don't keep on postponing that one day. Let it become today, right now. One day can change every other day. One day what Christ came to do has changed your days and my days. Can change that day. Every day into the future. And so I want to encourage you, take stock of where you are. Recognize what Jesus has done on the days that we've spoken about. And particularly over this weekend. Incredible days that we stop and say, one day this is what Jesus did. But what is the relevancy for me today? What is one day meaning to you today? What is it that you need to apply? What is it that you need to change? What is it that you need to trust the Lord for? Let it become a reality in your life. We're going to stop and... In a very practical way, we're going to recognize that one day when he died and he rose for us so that you and I today can have new life. That one day has changed every other day. And so when we meet around the table, we've got bread and we've got some juice. And what we're doing, we're stopping to recognize what Jesus did for us on the cross, by being willing to come and lay down his life for us and sacrifice himself. That one day has changed every other day 
of our lives. And I want to read to you from 1 Corinthians chapter 11 as you prepare yourself for this. And it's Paul writing to us about the Lord's Supper. He says the following. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper and saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And he says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So this is a wonderful moment for us to stop and recognize what Jesus did. It is not about you and me. It is all about him. So I wonder, Miles, could you come just to the um, keyboard again and just give us some music, please? And I want to ask you to prepare your heart to celebrate that one day when Jesus did all of this for you and for me. And may now on this day, our response be, God, I'm so thankful. I'm so incredibly thankful. And as I break the bread and we bought some bread that you can literally just enjoy, break it and eat it and drink of the cup and remember who Jesus is or what he's done for you. It is, as I said in the beginning, this is such a humbling thing to try to help people understand how incredibly big and how great our God and our Lord Jesus is. It's only through Holy Spirit that we can truly understand the sacrifice. It's just bread and it's just juice. But there's so much more to it. So I want to ask you to take time, prepare your heart. There's a table at the back, two in the front. And come and celebrate and do this in remembrance of Him as we celebrate the one day that changed our lives forever. God bless you. Come and enjoy and we'll, we'll end the meeting after that. broke as I was breaking the bread and, and just eating of it just this impression came into my heart that Jesus allowed his body to be physically broken like this and to be torn and we, we would never understand and know the full price that he paid and the full turmoil that he went through which is difficult for us to understand we watch movies we watch videos on, on how they try to depict what Jesus went through on the cross but, but it's not close to the reality his body was broken for you and me that we don't have to be broken ourselves and I don't know about you but brokenness is such a real thing in our world where we walk around broken lives and we see it manifest in the way people treat one another and the way that we're envious of each other, the way that we are jealous, 
and the way, way that we hurt and the ways that we treat one another because we are broken ourselves. And brokenness can be healed because one day his body was broken for you and me. And I want to encourage you to reach into the complete work of Christ on the cross. Go read about it in those chapters. But let it become something real, not just the information that you understand, that you know, but a transformation to your heart. That brokenness can become whole. That you and I can be whole. And how is wholeness seen? It's whole when we, when we truly love. When we truly love. It's not in terms of doing good works. It's just simply seen in love. His body was broken because he loved. Our bodies may physically struggle through things, but our spirits can be whole. And when wholeness comes to our spirits, we can truly love. I want to encourage you to love. Let it not just be a one-day affair, but every day that we love.